You're listening to Girls Gone Wad. This is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is episode 169. This episode is brought to you by Wadrod, W-O-D-R-O-D.com. I ranted and raved. No, I more raved. I didn't rant, but I really made a big fuss about this thing at the CrossFit Games that shaves down your calluses. And so they have agreed to support the podcast. And if you go to wadrod.com, you can get a discount code GGW to get your own wad rod. This is like a lifesaver on my hands. And Claire's really sick of me talking about it so much, but you got one. So are you sold? I do. I, you know, it hasn't been, I don't have like nearly as much of a relationship with my hand calluses as you do, but I do think it's a lot of fun to use. That's very true. I have like a crazy, yeah. you have like a complicated relationship. Very with your complicated. Like I get so they're painful. Let's just put it that way. So the wad rod yes. is essentially like a really cool invention where they put sandpaper around what kind of looks like a little mini barbell and you just shave the crap out of your calluses your hands are super soft so again that's wadrod w-o-d-r-o-d.com the discount code is g-g-w and you can support the podcast by going to that website and supporting wadrod thank you guys thank you listeners for supporting our great sponsors this week we are excited to welcome nadia shatilla on the show and she is a crossfit hq seminar staff among many other things she owns a gym but we have to like really take a moment to pause really quick because we were laughing so hard before we hit record that we were trying to like figure out how to say her last name and she's like it's kind of like tequila first of all hi nadia (laughs) Hi. (laughs) I'm like, you can talk now. She was like, it's kind of like tequila. And Claire, you go ahead with your reference because I'm like in awe. Do you guys, do you remember Tila tequila? (laughs) I totally remember Tila tequila. Like, she was like early reality TV. Early. And like, though, right? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and, and then she hosted a bunch of shows on MTV and like, yeah, was... remember it, it was, what was it called? It was like, oh my gosh, it was a reality show because she was, it was, is bisexual. And so she, there was a reality show. It was kind of like the bachelor only it was like both girls and guys. Yeah. And I'm, they were like, peeking for her love. Tequila, what was it called? Tila Tequila television personality. I love, no, that's her. A shot with Tila or oh. whatever her name is. What was her name? A shot with her. Oh yeah. Tila Tequila. Well, I'm looking that's up a bunch of, right. um, the first things, the first hits on, on uh, Google are like really inappropriate words, which kind of just tells you <laughs> it's a lot of F words, but that's so funny. Cause, and then it got me thinking, it got you thinking got like, you. this is a long process that just, <laughs> no, I was actually think I don't know why the timing just kind of worked out with this. Like the other day I was thinking about the MTV spring break shows. And ha- oh my gosh. do you remember those Claire? Cause Claire, Nadia, Claire's 10 years younger than me. So I'm 39. Claire's 28. Claire's okay. turning 29 in like a month. So there's a lot of references I make when Claire's like, I don't even know what you're talking but about. But in my defense, I grew up with two brothers who were seven and 10 years older than me. So I do get a lot of the references, even if they weren't necessarily aimed at my demographic. Okay. That's but true. MTV's but break is still totally a thing by the time I was old enough to know what it was. <laughs> Those those shows like made me feel so inadequate because I was in college. Yeah, Carson Daly. <laughs> That's right. When they would like dance at the beach or whatever. Are those the spring break shows you're talking <gasps> yes! about? Yes. Yes, I remember. It was just like one big party, and I yes. just remember watching those, and I was like, <gasps> I it would like give me heart palpitations because I'm like I was so insecure at that time in my life. I'm like I can't even imagine like going somewhere in a bikini, let alone like being at some big beach party. Right, just taking um, like a hot tub. Something. Yeah, like in a hot tub with Carson Daly while he announces the the <laughs> TRL like list, the top ten. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, 
So on that note, <laughs> Nadia Shatila, not, not to be confused with Tila Tequila. <laughs> please don't. No, please. <laughs> so quick story. We met Nadia at the CrossFit Games. And let me just tell you, I feel like the CrossFit gods like come in and they intervene in our lives. And I had just seen your commercial at the CrossFit Games or somewhere. I, th- I, I mean, it was CrossFit. Yeah, it was at the CrossFit over. Games. Yeah. And I was like, I love that girl. I don't know why. It's just like, we'll have you talk about the commercial in a second, Nadia. But I saw the commercial. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just, I need to know that girl. I don't even know why. It just like hit me. And then we were watching the games and not 10 seconds later, Nicole Christensen walks up with who? Nadia. And I'm like, wait, that's the girl from the commercial. Wait. And I'm like, <laughs> I, know her. I, I know her, but I don't know her. And so I was like, gave you my, gave you our girls gone wad card. And I'm like, we need to talk. <laughs> That's so awesome. I remember that amongst the haze of the games, but that was really funny. And you're probably like, why do they even, why wait, why are they giving me their business card? And I was just no, like, no, no. it was so funny. So then we got in touch. And so you own a gym, you're a uh, CrossFit HQ seminar staff, you're a uh, CrossFit level four, you're a certified CrossFit coach. You have a wealth of knowledge that we can't wait to talk to you about, especially in regards to just this community and the women in our community. So we like to start with what we call the CrossFit testimonial. So if you could briefly talk about how you found the CrossFit. Sure. How I found the CrossFit. (laughs) I uh, was working out at a traditional, like a Globo gym, just doing kind of the normal stuff, like running on a treadmill, buys and tries and that stuff. And uh, one of the trainers that was there saw me doing, I used to be a gymnast, so I would do every once in a while, like strict pull-ups and handstand push-ups. And uh, he said, hey, I want you to come work out with me tomorrow. I said, okay, no problem. So I show up and he's like, I've got this workout I want you to try. And he started me with Tabata burpees, (laughs) which, yeah, was a nice welcome to CrossFit. And then he said, hey, we're going to do this workout. And what you're going to do is for as many rounds in 20 minutes, you're going to do five pull-ups, 10 push-ups, and 15 squats. So give me Cindy. (laughs) And uh, that was an eye-opener. And I realized I was extremely unfit. That workout just crushed me. And did I you see of, it? Did you see it? And you were like, that's it? No, because I just finished Tabata burpees and I was almost dying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, whatever. I'll just do this thing. And he had me do like ring push-ups, which were so hard. And then we oh scaled God. midway through. Yeah. I was done. I remember the next morning I couldn't even move my arms. I was like, this is so brutal. And I was like, I thought I was so fit. And so uh, I just kept coming back and like working out with him. But he never told me what we were doing which was funny. Like I didn't know what CrossFit was because this was in 2006. And so I would just show up and he put me through these workouts and somehow, I don't know what I was doing. I was looking on the internet and I found this thing called CrossFit and I saw a workout that we'd done. And so I asked him like, are we doing CrossFit? And he said, yes. And I started just kind of doing it on my own following.com and then went and took my level one in 2007. I think it was September and I was hooked. I'm like, I have to do this and I have to train people. Because I was kind of on and off for the first year, maybe like a couple days a week here. And then I'd still run and do my biceps and back and all that fun <laughs> stuff. <laughs> um, and then I just haven't looked back ever since. It's got really, kicked out of the Globo Gym, though. You got kicked out? Oh, totally. Yeah. Because hey, so, you were doing CrossFit. I was doing CrossFit. And so I was working full-time uh, at a museum doing some fundraising and event planning and then wanted to do some personal training. So I started training people at the Globo Gym. It was like 2007. Oh, yeah. They don't, they don't like that. Yeah, they don't like it at all. And I did CrossFit with them. I even like started my affiliate in their Globo Gym 
yeah, I ran a couple classes a week there and we got a good following, but the equipment stuff didn't work. And then I started, unfortunately, like people were leaving their personal training sessions to do CrossFit because it was more affordable. And uh, he didn't, <laughs> yeah, he didn't like that. We got good results and we charged them less. So of course he kicked me out. And then I just started my own affiliate outside of uh, the Globo Gym. And what's and your affiliate called? It's called CrossFit Belltown. So I opened that 2009. I went out on my own. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you were really like milking it in the Globo Gym for quite a while. <laughs> I was. I did mostly personal training so that I could kind of appease him and just really learn how to train people one-on-one first. And then mm-hmm. about a year later, so about 2000, yeah, early 2009, I started the classes and affiliated in the Globo Gym. And then from there, after we got kicked out, opened my gym outside of the Globo Gym. That's crazy. So how on earth did you affiliate in the Globo Gym? I don't even know how that would start. I don't know. I just submitted some paperwork. I'm like, hey, I really want to do this CrossFit thing. I want to teach groups. Uh, Can I make an affiliate? And they said yes. And I wrote the essay that you had to Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. (laughs) That's like back in the day when CrossFit was like, yeah, sure, whatever. (laughs) Right. And it was so funny. We would train people. Are you guys familiar with like the body pump classes? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. oh yeah, mm-hmm. I was, I was, uh, Nadia, you may not know this about me, <clears throat> but I would say <laughs> I was a turbo kick instructor for a while. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Fancy. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> turbo kick. Oh huh? yeah. I do love Shaleen Johnson though. Love, love, love that woman. She created turbo kick, but yeah, I was definitely into that awesome. way back in the day. So I'm familiar with the body pump too. Yeah. You know, all about if body you pump. don't know what turbo kick is because I didn't either. <laughs> it's like. Kickboxing with a really fun, like, hip-hop. Right, it's kind of like yeah. Taiba. Exactly. With fun oh, hip-hop, hip-hop music. That's awesome. Yeah. Right on. Fun music, for sure. Yeah. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so we would break in there and take their body pump equipment and move it over to our little CrossFit area. <laughs> and we'd, like, try to put 95 pounds on these little bars, and we ended up, like, bending all the bars <laughs> and just, like, <laughs> scaring everybody in the Globo Gym, which was pretty fun. But. Okay. And then so eventually you were like, this is growing out of my little Globo Gym, and then you opened CrossFit Belltown. Correct. So what's the journey been like since then? Because now you're, like, CrossFit level four. It went. It was really interesting. About that time when I got kicked out, we moved to the park and just started training people in the park for a while and then found a really small space and mostly out of need because people were telling me, like, you need to get a space. And I got a space, started training some people. At the same time, <clears throat> I just kept kind of showing up to the CrossFit L1s. <laughs> and so uh, back in the day, I just emailed Dave and Nicole and said, like, hey, there's an L1, can I come? And I would just go and do another L1 and then finally started interning with them at the same time that I was opening my affiliate. So are you saying that you would actually take the class or you would like volunteer to help? Well, I took the class a couple of times, and then when I kept emailing them, they're like, well, why don't you just come and intern? <laughs> and so I started interning, and that's how I got into that, which was pretty funny. Um, so during then, this time, like, when, not to interrupt you, but during oh, yeah. this time while you're starting all of this, you're like, are you just thinking, this is my path, I just need to pursue this? Like, you're clearly doing so much, you're running so many classes and doing so much personal training um, that you're just kind of letting it go, right? Like, what was that process like for you? Yeah, it was, um, at the same time, I was still working at the museum doing all this fundraising. And so I was trying to find a way to get out of that. Because while I was there, I was just studying CrossFit constantly. I'm like, I have to do this. This is so amazing. And we can really change people's lives doing this. And so I broke away and then really started to devote and focus on studying and learning everything I possibly could about CrossFit. Yeah, it was really fun. And then uh, it's just been, I mean, ever since we've just 
kept expanding. Things have been going really well. That's kind of how it ended up. It's a little interesting path there, but. Well, one of the biggest things that we talk about in our podcast is our community. And I want to know a little bit about how you really, especially opening a, opening a gym, probably I would say, you know, in the, since the beginning, um, before it all really blew up was, um, how do you really cultivate your community and what's the vibe you set at your gym? That's really important to you. Yeah. That's the really cool thing about CrossFit is everybody can take what their interpretation is of CrossFit and what they feel their community should be like and implement that at their affiliate. So we, um, have a little bit more of a laid back community. Everybody's extremely supportive, like at every CrossFit gym, pretty much. I guess kind of we do some group outings, we'll go to baseball games, we'll do holiday parties. But for the most part, the community takes place inside the gym. There's not a lot of social events outside that we organize. But it's just really fun. Like people are there to get fit, to have a good time, but it is also really focused. So we spend a lot of time working technique and making sure that people are moving correctly. And then through that, it actually really builds community. People are there to help each other out and just be supportive through every single aspect of whether it's somebody just learning how to do an air squat for the first time or someone setting a PR on Fran, whatever it is. And to notice all that. So as a gym owner, as a female business owner, Mm -hmm. What's a good piece of advice is something that you've learned, the biggest lesson you've learned to date? That's a good question. That question evolved pretty quickly. What's a good piece of advice? All of it, what's the best lesson? <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, that's a really good question. Let me think on that one. I have, a, I have an interim question for you. So as someone who's been doing, you know, very, very involved in the CrossFit and CrossFit land, as we like to call it, from the day one. Yeah. You know, Joy, Joy and I kind of always talk about like, okay, you know, we do this podcast. We like, you know, would love to continue to doing this like but like in reality you know is this just sort of like our generation's turbo kick like is this you know are we gonna see this you know five six seven years on the road where everyone's like oh yeah remember when we used to do crossfit all the time that was nuts like how have you seen it evolve and like kind of what are your thoughts about the concept of that sort of fitness fad yeah you know I think it's really cool to see it evolve and see so many people now doing crossfit that probably would have never done crossfit five, six years ago. When I first started CrossFit, the most of the people that were doing it were already into fitness or were already using CrossFit to get better at their sport. And now it's been really cool to see people get into CrossFit that probably would have never walked into a gym before. And they come into CrossFit because they heard about it from a friend or they really understand that that's going to make them fitter. And it's really cool to see it be less focused, at least in the affiliate side of it, on it being a sport and also being now more of a way of life and something that you can do to transform your life from maybe being someone who's uh, sedentary all the time and has never been athletic to now people that can actually come in the gym and start to be moving and start to see some positive changes for their health and lifestyle. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of turned into like, I just, you know, I see people like running down the sidewalk or whatever and down the path and they just look miserable and I just want to go up to them and be like, there's a better way. Right, like, right. There is, there's another option now if you want to like get into fitness and not have it be related to sports, you know, a fitness background. Like, I feel like before it was like kind of your option was like, well, I guess I'm going to run a 10K. Exactly. Yep. It's been now, really see that change <laughs> but here's the thing too i'll throw a little devil's advocate here because i listened to another podcast that really criticizes crossfit go figure but mm -hmm. they have good really good points and i think one of the biggest things that they see wrong with crossfit i guess air quotes is that 
it doesn't really build. Uh, there's so many movements and there's so many variables into work in the workouts that they don't see people progressing. You may in the, like hitting plateaus. Like for example, there's so many movements you can't really get good at one thing, or you can't really see massive gains because well, it's too, hard to. It's all it's all over the map. So they really it's hard to pick. yeah, it's hard to pick. And so they criticize that. And this goes along too with the responsibility of gym owners and gym mm-hmm. and, and programmers to really make sure that they're programming for building blocks and making sure that they're programming that, you know, what, what I'm programming today is going to help you three months from now. And I think that's their biggest criticism is that CrossFit is just kind of like jazz, like ah, it's all over the place. And so I guess what do you, do you have anything to say about that? <laughs> I liked your jazz uh, gamble there. <laughs> Thank <George>. you. <laughs> it made me think of Sex in the City because that's what Carrie Bradshaw does when she imitates jazz. Oh man. Well, I would completely disagree with that. I mean, I feel that there's always progress made in CrossFit. And I mean, have these people ever logged their workouts is my first question, because it's very easy to see adaptation in what you do. And I think even more so than inside of the gym. And sure, maybe you make you have some plateaus inside of the gym, but the progress and the gains outside of the gym is something that I don't think anybody can dispute just the positive lifestyle, the attitude, just the changes that people experience that they carry outside to their job or family and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You can't even measure that. Yeah, yeah that's really I, a point. I, I agree with that. I think that's true. Of, and again, I, I'm not at all agreeing with them, obviously, but I think, <laughs> right. I, I think it's good to look at, at CrossFit as an outsider sometimes. And pe- sure. look, people are always going to criticize everything. Right. And it's good to look at it that way and kind of go, huh, that's really interesting that you see it that way. I kind of want to make sure that we're paying attention that this really is something that you can go into. And especially as you advance in CrossFit, that you are building and you're getting better. My guess is the more advanced you get, the slower you're gains are because you're really getting to that elite level. That also kind of leads into another good question, which this is something we also have discussed with Nicole, which is like, you know, if, uh, for someone who's done CrossFit, so you know, a lot of our listeners are pretty early in the sort of their CrossFit career. And as someone who's done CrossFit for now a decade, you know, like, how do you keep it interesting? How do you keep yourself from hitting plateaus or getting frustrated? You know, like what, how do you kind of look at it and think, okay, in this big, huge world of all, literally any movement that you can think of that be, that could be, you know, brought into a CrossFit workout, how do you sort of like keep it concrete and not ha- and like keep it interesting and, you know, not get kind of, I, I don't want to say bored with it, but you know what I mean? But then also like, how do you pick what you work on? Right. Absolutely. It's, that's a tough thing. I know for a while, um, you know, there comes a point obviously where you plateau and you're fighting for seconds in workouts and maybe it's like a one pound PR and it can get a little bit frustrating, but oftentimes that's when sometimes I've just stepped back and I won't even like use the clock. So I'll just come in and go through the workout and move and know that I'm doing something good for my body as opposed to being so obsessed with the times and the numbers and the pounds. And I try not to focus on the competitive side of it, which brings a little bit more joy, just for me at least. Like I don't like to worry too much about the times and whatnot and just have a good time exercising, working out, doing CrossFit. If there's something that I really want to work on, like I really have spent the past couple of years just kind of digging into weightlifting a little bit more because that was a huge weakness for me. And it's something else that you can perfect that's a different facet of CrossFit. So it keeps it a little bit interesting. And then every once in a while, just kind of hop in, do the classic benchmark workouts, and it makes it a lot more fun, at least for me. What's your favorite benchmark workout? Fran. <laughs> oh, I love Fran. <sighs> What's I'm, yours? I'm with you. I would say oh, Fran or man. Grace. I love Grace. Oh, you love Grace, uh-huh. huh? That's a tough one. 
Oh, I love it. I really like, I used to like Helen a lot. I haven't gotten pull-ups back really since I had a baby, but I like Helen a lot. I like hero workouts though. I think like if I had to pick a favorite benchmark, I don't know if I could pick a favorite hero workout, but I just like kind of like the grind. Mm-hmm. Whereas like for me, those like two to four minute workouts, well, first of all, they're not two to four minutes. Like my, my Fran PR is like 10 minutes, but <laughs> like being able to kind of like pace it out is more fun for me. Gotcha. So you probably love like filthy 50. Does anyone love filthy? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know people like the grinder workouts either. So this is all <laughs> me. Yeah, I I just like I have a hard time in that like sprinty like cave of pain. I would kind of rather be like, okay, here's my strategy. Here's how I'm going to approach it versus like just go as fast as you can. So you like to extend the pain as long as possible is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of, you know, I would I would prefer like a mile wide and an inch deep pain versus like the Mariana trench of pain. Gotcha. Okay. I'm like I just want to get over and done. Or yeah. You're like yeah. death by I, death by mosquitoes. Yeah. <laughs> All I could think of when you said I was death by wall balls, which is literally my least like that's literally like my idea of just yeah absolute torture. Is- Claire is not a fan of wall balls. Yeah. Oh, I don't blame you. You must be short. Yeah, I'm short. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Oh my gosh, five two. There's no way. Like Karen, it's the worst workout possible. <laughs> oh, only maybe worse than the only maybe worst workout is Kelly, which is the first time that I ever cried oh. during a workout. Oh yeah, I would cry during that one too. That's really hard. All the running and box jumps and wall balls, just terrible. It's the worst. <laughs> I, I we were talking about this recently of how I evolved. I used to cry in workouts all the time, especially when it involved anything upper body pull ups, push ups handstand push-ups I would feel anytime I would hit the wall and where you hit muscle failure failure I would just start crying uh, I haven't done that in a while so JT that one yeah yeah like anytime a- my arms would fail me I'd be like <laughs> I almost cried recently in a workout where I was like it was like 25 hang clean squat clean complexes for time or 15 or yeah. anyway some very high and I and I like I went right at the edge of probably the weight I should have gone like I Definitely couldn't have gone any heavier. I maybe could have gone five pounds lighter. So I was failing a couple reps there at the end. And I got to the point where I was like, I'm about to cry right now. Like, where did that come from? It just like <laughs> yeah. hit me out of nowhere. And I was like, am I about to cry? It's crazy. I know. <laughs> it just comes out of and nowhere. I, I held it together. But I was like, more than anything, I was just surprised. I was like, wow, I did not see that emotion coming at all. Oh, my gosh. That workout sounds gnarly, by the way. It was pretty rough. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so, Nadia, talk to us about being on CrossFit HQ. Summon our staff. What do you want to know? <laughs> well, talk about, I guess, your what journey. What do you like to, about it? Yeah, what, what do you, do you like about it? You travel a lot. You get to, When we talk to Nicole, where it's like, it looks like you guys have so much fun together. You're meeting on the weekends. You guys are doing workouts during the lunch break. It just, I don't know. We just want to hear about your experience. Yeah, it's really fun. Um, yeah, you get to travel to a lot of really cool places and you get to meet so many CrossFitters, which is really exciting. And I think what I like most is I just remember my level one being a moment where I was so nervous, but also it changed my life. And it's really cool to be a part of that for people that are coming in to take their level one. So that's probably the best part of it for me. Yeah. Will you break really quick and talk about people who are thinking about getting their level one, that they should just do it, right? Because I got my level one a couple years ago. Just do it. And it was so much fun. And I was so nervous, but it was so much fun. Yeah. I think people, I don't know why they're they're a little bit scared going into it. And I get it. I was in the same boat. I was super nervous. Uh, But when you get there, it's like... Just there's no way that you can't have fun, right? You come in and not every. I think people think that you have to go to your, if you're going to go to your L1, that your goal is to be a trainer or affiliate owner where 
actually it's like split. A lot of people are there just because they love CrossFit and they want to learn more about CrossFit, which is really cool. So we always encourage everybody just go take your L1, like hear the methodology, which oftentimes, you know, you don't get to hear a lot about when you're taking a CrossFit class at your affiliate and you get to experience this really cool weekend with a bunch of like-minded people. And I think a lot of people too feel like, oh, I'm not good enough at CrossFit to take my L1. Right. I know. And it's so funny because we're there to just help people learn the skills and you don't have to have any experience. I mean, a lot of times we have people that have never done CrossFit that come to their L1. Yeah. I remember a guy in my class just came from New York and he's like, yeah, I've done CrossFit like maybe twice. And he just decided to go do it. It was like, you go. It was amazing. You get (laughs) such a good mix of people. I can't even, I can't state that enough. It's, it was such a good day. I always like to tell a story about when we were doing the, like the thruster burpee workout that you do. And mm-hmm. I was like, eye contact with Sheree Chan hit myself in the chin with a bar. Oh no. And she, and she kind of was like, Oh, <laughs> I was like, it's cool. I'm a professional. This is, it's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. And she was like, are you okay? I was like, just, just walk away. I'm fine. I'm fine. Don't make a big deal. <laughs> I was like I'm so embarrassed. And I was like, see, you can make a total ass out of yourself. And they, they're not going to be like, you clearly aren't supposed to be here. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Nobody cares. It's just, it's just so much fun. Yeah. I love, I love it. Okay. So I just wanted to make sure the listeners out there who are questioning it, you would not regret it. It's such a fun day. It's a fun weekend. It's so great. It's totally crazy. Okay, so then you're doing uh, what else? So talk about the traveling and doing all the seminars and basically, I mean, you spend a lot of time on an airplane and at hotels, but it's fun. You get together with this crew that you, the staff, and you just have a bond. You might not see people for over a year and not work with them for a year, but you all land and it's like you're a family for the weekend. And you go in, you have a great time, we lead a course, yeah, we hit some workouts, we should go out on Saturday night, have a dinner, a cheat meal, probably some dessert, and uh, you get to see a lot of really great affiliates, you get to meet a ton of people, and uh, it's just a really amazing experience. It's made me so much better as a trainer as well, because you're coaching every single weekend, and you're always around really great coaches, you're working with different types of people all the time, so it develops your skills, and you can just bring that right back into your affiliate so that's been really cool. So how would one go about becoming a seminar staff member? Yeah. Uh, first step right now is to have the L3 or to take them past the level three. And then from there, I believe there's an application process where there's an essay. And then you would, if that's approved, you get approved potentially to do an internship process where you show up to level one courses and you're paired with one of the flow masters who are running the seminar. And the first one you observe. <clears throat> so you just kind of hang out, help out watch how we run the groups. And then if you're invited back for a second and a third, you start to lead some of those small breakout groups with the flow master watching and kind of helping and providing feedback along the way. One of my favorite terms is flow master, by the way. Flow master. <laughs> it's like my most favorite term. Like my flow master was, uh, oh gosh, it's Dave uh, thank you. I didn't want to yep. say Camille's husband. Cause I'm sure he gets that all the Dave time. Lipson. <laughs> Camille's husband. Yeah. Dave Lipson. Awesome. And That's he really- was the best. I swear <laughs> he had like his delivery was unreal. I was like, you were reading from a teleprompter because he was like just so robotic and perfect. It was like, where's the screen that you're reading from? It was so funny. Yeah. And then he has his jokes that he throws in every once in a while. He's a funny guy. Yeah. How many uh, seminars do you think you've done? You know what? I, that's funny. I was just thinking about this. I think I am just maybe like 10 shy of 300. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. Congratulations. <laughs> you like, have it memorized just so, like you were reading off a teleprompter practically. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> well, we try to change it up, and so stuff changes every once in a while. But yeah, it's, I've got a few under my belt. What's the biggest thing that's changed about either the way that you teach and or what you teach in your in your evolution over the 300? Mm, let's see. I think, well, we've had some changes in how we teach some of the movements, like some of the progressions have changed a little bit. But for me personally, like the material that we deliver is very uniform since we do have a test and it's accredited we have to deliver very similar material but sure. for what, what I'll do is just tend to change some of the examples or personal experiences that I add to some of the lectures that we have just to keep it kind of fresh or mix it up and use a little bit of variety what's your favorite like anecdote story or like person who's come up to you or do you have any like a favorite little moment from any of your classes there's got to be so many because I even in the weekend that I did, I was like, oh, this is there's so many great moments. Yeah. So a moment like an experience with a participant or just sure. oh, let me think. Oh, gosh, there's just so many. I have to think of a good one. Well, Give me a minute. Like, on yeah. And Claire and I always think, too, of just even experiencing through this podcast is the feedback that we get from people and the emails we get every day. Um, you listeners, you know who you are that when you take time to write us and just give us that feedback is is amazing just to say that you feel like you're a part of the community. And I think being at CrossFit Level 1, I felt that same vibe. I can't imagine that people come up to you afterwards and be like, thank you so much, I didn't think I was able to do that, or I faced this fear and I actually you know, completed the weekend or something like that. I just feel like this community is so great. No shortage of those moments. Exactly. Yes, actually, a lot of those moments, uh, the people that come in really maybe frightened or nervous and at the end of the weekend, uh, they're really thankful that they came or the people, I also really like the experiences when people come in and they're unsure of their abilities and maybe they get something like their first muscle up or they learn a kipping pull up. That's always really exciting. Yeah. And then uh, some of the emails I get after are really special especially the ones where people will say, you know, it's been five years. You did my L1 five years ago. I just want to let you know I've opened an affiliate. I quit my job. Like now I'm coaching all of these people. And that's really cool to see and to have been just a little small piece in their journey as well. I hate to ask this question, but I know everyone always asks this question and all our listeners (laughs) want to know is, do you adhere to a specific diet? I do. Well, sort of. I mean, I eat as much real food as possible. Uh, I weigh and measure all of my food. I guess that's as strict as I'm going to be, but I don't really, there's not foods that I won't eat. I'll just make sure that I'm eating it in proper proportions. So do you zone or do you? I zone and macro at the same time. Zone and macro. Zone your macros? Yes. So I have my (laughs) macros, yes, but I do try my best to eat them like 40, 30, 30 and together in one meal as opposed to just trying to have a bunch of carbohydrates once and fat later and protein at once. That is on like, you're yeah. like taking it to the next level. That's next a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. How did you find out that you, that you worked well with that way of eating? Cause we, we talk a lot about diet here and we've yeah. done, uh, Claire and I have done macro counting over the past year. And I think really the biggest lesson, one of the biggest lessons that I've learned up to this point is just that you really have to find what works well for your body. Yep. So for me, my goal was to put on a little bit of weight. I was started to compete a little bit more in weightlifting and was a little bit light for my weight class. And uh, it was kind of a little bit of a shift mentally for me to try to gain weight. And it was a little bit scary. And so I had been doing zone and very diligent with that. And it was great. And I needed to just eat a little bit more. And so I started increasing my blocks. And then it was, I was traveling quite a bit. And it was a little bit more difficult for me to stick straight to the zone when I was traveling. 
and trying to eat all that food. So I just took all the numbers, put them together, and just tried to eat it when I could in the right combinations and figured that that's what worked really well for me. It was pretty easy. I'm kind of like, I'm super structured in some things and then super like not structured in other things, but weighing and measuring the food (laughs) has never been an issue for me. And I find it all pretty just natural and it works for me. So I know it doesn't work for everybody and it's difficult for a lot of people, but it also just was, my goals were really important to me to gain weight in a healthy way and not just eat whatever it was that I wanted because I don't feel well when I do that either. Yeah. So everyone out there listening, I want you to take note of that. Yet again, this is an example <laughs> of listening to what works well for you. It's not, there's no one way to do it. And that is really what we want to preach. Yes, absolutely. You got to find what works for you. And the only way to do that is trial and error, trial right? And you error. just have to yeah. keep trying and figure out like, what does your body respond to? What is it not? How do you feel? How's your performance? Like all of those uh, metrics and just keep evaluating them. And it's just a never ending process as I'm sure you guys know, right? You're always tweaking something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I think that there's a, there's an important point to all of this, even in CrossFit, even in, you know, whatever we do in life is that we're putting the onus on other people to tell us what to do. So I think that, you know, you probably see this too, when you're coaching that they're relying on you to tell them what to do. They're Mm -hmm. relying on you to say, how do I modify this? They're relying on you to say, what do I eat? And I think there's a point where you can lead them. But then at the uh, other side of that is that you, we, we really need to teach people how to listen to their bodies. Exactly. Um, that's just, it's, it's just so, so important. Right. In everything, right? I mean, every aspect, it's like, if you have a coach, like the end state goal, yes, your coach is there to support you and to help you, but you should be able to have a conversation with them and like, Hey, this is working. This isn't working. Here's what I need to do. So at the end of the day, you should be able to rely on yourself for a lot of those things. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Talk a little bit about the commercial that you were in <laughs> for the CrossFit games or yeah. just for CrossFit, CrossFit HQ. That was so cool. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah. They just approached me and asked if they could film running a class in our affiliate and got our members all in there and they're really pumped about that so it was a fun experience it was a little bit nerve-wracking but really exciting to see that all come together did they approach you like we want to just show a class we want to show a female gym owner what was the basis yeah it was just hey we're going to shoot a commercial about crossfit about the community it's a little more than just a workout can we come to your gym will you lead a class and just have people work out and i think they had a loose idea of what they wanted to do i i wasn't completely sure and uh we just had them film and i got to see the end results so it was yeah it was really interesting it was fun for sure did you have like hair and makeup like what was that like <laughs> <laughs> i did my own hair and makeup i had no idea i was just like ah, i guess i'll put on a tank top i didn't really realize the gravity and like how big that commercial would be I wasn't sure, like, is it going to be just, like, I don't know, is it going to play once? Is it going to play a few times? I had no idea. So, yeah, I didn't really, I didn't do much planning for that one. <laughs> so great. It was so great. And then they just show up with, like, all these cameras. You're like, well, like, at least I put a shirt on today. <laughs> I just up the cameras, like, all right, um, no music. There's going to be no music in the background. Just coach your class how you normally would, and we'll get some shots. And they are so talented. So they put it together very nicely, which was great. So moving forward, too, with just CrossFit being a gym owner. And if you have any, if you've, if you've thought of any things about your greatest lessons of being a a gym owner, but I really think that we like to talk a lot too about empowering women. So Mm -hmm. what are the things that you really hope to influence women through your business, through coaching? Oftentimes women come into CrossFit and forgive me if this is a generalization, but I see a lot of women come into CrossFit that 
oftentimes, again, didn't have an athletic background and they weren't necessarily sure if they could do CrossFit, if they could hang through the workouts, if they'd ever do anything as prescribed. And women are my favorite to coach. And I love, love, love seeing that light bulb moment when they realize like, oh, I can put more weight on the bar. Oh my gosh, I never thought I could squat snatch a barbell. I can't believe I can do a pull up or I could do a muscle up. And I think what's really powerful is seeing them feel so empowered and watching them carry themselves in a different way and watching how they live their lives in a different fashion and they're more confident outside of the gym. And that is really um, something that I'm huge on and very passionate about myself. We recently had Coach Bergener on Mm -hmm. and he was so funny because he was like, he said said he loves to coach women because they work so hard. They do. They really do. And they just like have no preconceived notions about like, this is what this experience is supposed to be like. Right. And they listen and they take feedback and they're coachable, you know, which is great. There's no ego. Right. Exactly. And (laughs) they want to do the movement correctly before they put weight on the bar. Not that guys don't, but you know, it's a little bit easier to have that conversation with women sometimes. Yeah, like I definitely have never had to physically take weight off a woman's bar because I, you know, because right, <laughs> right, because they put too much weight on the bar and didn't want to take it off. Exactly, right, exactly, yeah. Which I may or may not have had to do a couple of times with some female athletes. <laughs> right, and that's good that you do that, right? <laughs> I feel like I'm the confidence cheerleader at our gym because I'm always going around. There's a couple of girls that always undermine themselves and they're always talking about like, oh, I don't think I can do that. I'm like, yes, you can. Yes, you can. They're just always, I don't know, not talking down, but you. it's just these little things that I catch and I do it too. It's just really interesting to me because I never really feel like the guys are saying that. Like they're, yeah. you know, the coach will say this workout's going to take about, ah, 12 to 15 minutes and they're like no way it's gonna take me like 20 and I always say don't underestimate yourself you right know and of course it ends up taking them 10 to 15 minutes and they're right on time yeah but exactly. even if they weren't it's just we constantly go to the place of beating ourselves up and I want to Claire posted something really cool on our Instagram page today so I want to <laughs> I want to take a moment to reflect because it reminds me of what we're just talking about mm-hmm. and Claire where did you find this by the way it's awesome the wolf and I woman. don't know okay well, when we release this episode, when we release this episode, it'll be it'll have posted on uh, what what is this September? I can put this as like the yeah. featured picture for our episode. Sure, it says "Wolf and Woman." Some days I am more wolf than woman, and I am still learning how to stop apologizing for my wild. Love it. I just love that because it's like. We notice that all the time with just being a woman, period. But I think especially in this community and CrossFit, we're allowed to be as wild as we want. And we're mm-hmm. out there lifting weights, lifting heavy things. And there's that's, I think, what you said earlier too, Nadia, is just having permission to do that and to feel empowered and walking out into your life and kind of carrying that on into the rest of your life is a really cool thing to witness. And that's something we talk a lot about at the gym as well. Is And you mentioned just briefly, like sometimes women come in the gym and they're thinking like, well, I can't do that or my time's going to be 20 minutes. And it's something that we spend a lot of time talking about is, you know, positive self-talk and just being as positive as you can. I can do this. This weight is light. I am strong. And those things sound really silly, but you know, it really matters. Like what you think is how you're going to perceive yourself and how you're going to approach that workout and everything that you do in your daily life. 
Do you have a like a specific mantra that you use, Nadia? I do just a ton of like visualization and always telling myself before I approach a barbell or a workout, like I can do this, I am strong and trying to just come into that with the positive thoughts behind it as opposed to thinking like this barbell is heavy or I'm tired. So whatever it is that I'm feeling, I try to push those negative thoughts out and come in with the positive of I can do this. But I think it's also like important to, you know, bring up that like even after 10 years of doing CrossFit, you do still have those thoughts. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Of course. Like I think most people probably do. Like some days you just doubt yourself a little bit and it's important to recognize that and understand where that's coming from, but also to just push that aside as best you can. Yeah. I just think that a lot of people are, you know, some people who see people, see folks who have stuck with CrossFit for years and years and years or who are uh, really good at CrossFit, they automatically assume that like, well, those people must not have that self-doubt. Like those people must just like walk in the gym and feel like a badass every single time. (laughs) What do you think has been the biggest shift for you overall doing CrossFit, like in your body image, in your goals, in the way that you perceive fitness and health overall? I I mean, I know that's a big question. Yeah, but but I want you to tie into coming from a gymnast back background too. It's interesting. Like when I stopped doing gymnastics, I was competitive gymnast for like 12 plus years. I didn't really know kind of what I was going to do. I just worked out here and there and I knew I just wanted to stay fit. So that was really cool to then find CrossFit where a lot of it, you know, incorporated some of the things I did in gymnastics, which was great. Uh, But one of the biggest things that I've taken away, and it sounds silly, but honestly, it's just how I am now outside of the gym more than what I do inside of the gym. So Mm -hmm. prior to CrossFit, I was pretty quiet, shy. I hated speaking in front of people. Like I probably would have never gone out and even thought to open my own business and just kind of, I still keep to myself, but I wasn't able to really get up in front of people and have conversations and feel confident in things that I did. Huge thanks to CrossFit. I mean, now my job is going around in public speaking every single weekend. And it was a Mm -hmm. huge fear that I was able to overcome because of the confidence gained through doing CrossFit. Do you have any, I'm switching gears a little bit because we have, we also, we're running out of time, but we also have some, people ask this question a lot too of, because CrossFit's very tight-knit. How do you handle uh, difficulties in the gym? I guess drama. There are some (laughs) people that will bring that up and say, I I think it's inevitable because when you're dealing with uh, a community that's very close and some gyms are closer than others, um, Mm -hmm. that's bound to happen. So what is your philosophy around that? I learned early on that I am allergic to drama. <laughs> so try to, I try to steer clear of that as best as possible. And I think the way that we handle is honestly, like luckily, knock on wood, we don't have drama. I just don't tolerate it. And if there is drama, most likely those people are not going to be at the gym any longer. And we make a very conscious effort And yes, CrossFit's about the community, but also I realize that I am a professional and that there are some professional boundaries there. So I'm not involved really in the community side. Our members are great. I love them all. I consider them, you know, great people, but they're not my everyday drinking buddies or I'm not out with them all of the time. So I think that really kind of eliminates some of the drama that can occur, at least for us. That's what we found. Can it be hard to maintain that? I mean, it might be, but also for me, it's just, it just is what it is. Like, sure. There's a lot of people I'd like to go and hang out with and do things with, but my priority is the gym and making sure that I'm able to do my job. And for me, I think blurring those lines can make it a little bit more challenging for me to do my job inside of the gym. Yeah, because we'll get questions a lot from listeners of when is it when and you can probably weigh in on this, Nadia. Is mm-hmm. you know, when would be a time that I sh- that I know that it's time to quit my gym and find another gym? I'm just not happy there. I guess the question is like, why are they not happy? Is that they're not improving? They don't feel like they're being coached? Like, there's so many levels to that. I would say if 
the fact is you're not being coached and maybe you're not improving in your workouts and that might be time to look for someone who's doing a little bit more coaching in their affiliate. If it's a community thing, then I mean, there are different gyms for different people. There are gyms that are really focused on community. There are a lot of social events and that might be a better fit for that person. Yeah, that's a really good point. You can't be everything to everyone. Exactly. You know? So it's yeah. finding what you what's really important to you. Like really, I can I can even see that when you were saying that of um, at my gym, if people just kind of walk in, do the workout, leave. Some people hang out and chat afterwards, and that's mm-hmm. really important to them. And um, some people go to every single event our gym hosts, and that's really important to them. So that's a, that's a really good thing to think about too. Not so much blaming the the gym, but really making sure that you find what you're needing specifically sometimes I compare it to like a hair salon like if you went to one hair salon and you had a bad experience you wouldn't think like well I'm never getting my haircut again you just like try a different hair salon exactly and that's the beauty in like Greg Glassman that he allows everybody to run their affiliate the way that they want to and so there's so many different affiliates that people can now find the gym that they're drawn towards that really fits their personality or what they're looking for all right, I'm going to end with five-year plan. What do you hope to do in five years? <laughs> five years? I don't even know what I'm going to do tomorrow. Are you I know. <laughs> five years from now, like looking back, you're like, just a, oh, just a quick I'm so little... happy that that happened. Oh my gosh, I, I have did no that. idea. Like, I really don't know. I... Dream big, dream big, Nadia. What were you, were you helping at the CrossFit Games? Like, what do you what Yeah, do you I was do? helping at the CrossFit Games. I still want to keep working seminars. I'd love to continue doing that, uh, continue to run my affiliate, maybe do a little bit more in coaching development, um, continue helping people with nutrition and food, all of those things. I just want to keep doing what I'm doing, but do it better. Trying to be better every single day. I don't have any like huge long-term goals that I want to do that I can think of at the moment. That means you're in a really good place because that's kind of of where I am in life where you're like, I'm not really thinking too far ahead because I'm kind of happy just right, just coasting along. Yeah, we can keep going. Yeah, we can confuse that with just being ambivalent or stagnant, I should say. But I just, I feel like that's a really good place to be too. If if you've accomplished great things and you'll continue to do that, and I think living each day, influencing other people's lives is, man, you've got a pretty good gig going on. (laughs) It's fun. Thank you so much for being on the show with us. We, I mean, my CrossFit dream has been realized because. Again, like I saw you on the commercial. I'm like, I just need to know that girl. And then we see you like right in front of us. And I'm like, that's her. It's so wild. That was great. Thank you guys so much for having me. And I assume that you take, uh, stay on the line, by the way, before we hang okay. up. Um, do you take drop-ins, I assume. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so people want to come see you. Um, come visit CrossFit Belltown CrossFit, anytime. CrossFit Belltown. All right. Well, thank you again, Nadia. You've been so wonderful to talk to. And again, drop into CrossFit Belltown. Go see Nadia. Also, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Give us some feedback. Support our great sponsors. We've also recently added all of our sponsors to support the podcast on Girls Gone Wad website. You can go to girlsgonewadpodcast.com and click on support the podcast that gives all the discount codes for all of our great sponsors. And that's a great way to keep the podcast going. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat. We're at GGW Podcast. And we have a lot of great guests coming up. Thank you again, Nadia. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.